man. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, man. Can't wait to talk to you and, uh, man, all the ma- massive stuff that you guys are doing, pun intended, bro. Um, just killing it on all these different titles, man. So I thought, let's just kind of walk through, like, how did this all come together, man? I know there's this, like, what not link. Can you kind of talk about how this all came together? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I I, I love can, your podcast. Can, <laughs> I love all the energy and love that you like. It's it's cool when you get on a show and you feel that the hosts actually care and love comics, and probably even more than me, actually. <laughs> no, your, your, your love for uh, the books are just like contagious, and I love it, dude. Um, but yeah, so when we started Massive, it was in 2022, uh, summer 2022. Uh, me and Michael Calero and Trevor Richardson, we were uh, working and they were kind of starting their, their own thing with a publisher I was with at the time uh, that publisher sold. So we, we got into a position of like, well, we, we are there. Uh, and we, we, after talking together, we, we saw that we had like a really similar vision for uh, comic books. So we started like brainstorming stuff. And then uh, and I just tell him like, well, I was in talks like with whatnot, just to see like, if we, if we, they have this book in Jafong, they wanted to put it on the market. And then we started brainstorming with uh, uh, Jack DeMaio uh, at, at whatnot. And then we, we started this whatnot publishing imprint. Um, and now we, we are still working with them, releasing whatnot books uh, as one of the uh, of our imprint at Massive. And then the, the, the Crash Down is coming up this week uh, from uh, from Comic Tom and uh, Fire oh, Guy Ryan, Smith. They, they did a killer job. Uh, it's it's a really fur, fun first issue. I think like uh, a lot of people are going to be surprised. It's a really really good book. Uh, the, the guys that put they did go all in. They did put all their passion and love for comic book in that one. And, uh, and, and I get it, you know, it's stressful when you, you for, for, for years, you've been online talking about comics and when it's your turn to do your own, uh, I'm, <laughs> I can't even join the, 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 the pressure, uh, our buddy had on that one, but they nailed it. It's just a super good book. So yeah, so we were all people that like had a similar vision. Uh, me and Michael Trevor, we are all creator first. We all started as a creator. Uh, personally, I'm a writer, uh, Michael writer, artist. Trevor, editor and uh, cover artist and colorist. So we are all artists that, that wanted to make like a company with a uh, creator first in mind and really just like, hey, let's do dope book. And uh, everything we have published so far, it's all stuff that we were like, this is freaking awesome. Uh, let's let's put it on market. I, I don't think we ever had like in mind, oh, this thing going to make so much money. Let's do it. Obviously, like um, <laughs> there is some nobody, titles. Nobody has we never said that when they get into comic books. <laughs> Kevin. For sure. Like there is some title we know that like might be more profitable than others. But like everything yeah. has been done, done by with passion uh, for, for, for those titles and for those creators. So it's it just like been a thrill and an exciting journey because like. It's comics. Like no one is here to uh, become millionaire. If you are, <laughs> well, maybe go play with uh, properties instead. Yeah. But uh, and if it's happening, it's gonna happen. Cool. But we, we just want to make funny books, and uh, I think that's what we are doing right now. Well, we're doing our best to do it. Uh, still learning every day, and that's what I love about the process. You know, we we I don't think there is a single day that we we are not learning something, and yeah. we just want to improve our book um, every month, every day, uh, title after title. So. Yeah, it's a passionate, it's an awesome journey so far. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we got a couple of folks that just joined, Fabrizio, who seriously, Kevin, is one of the best artists I've ever met in my life. Incredible. He writes for Alterna Comics, has his own line. Um, Incredible. And then we have KJ on from Denied Comics, and he has a new comic coming out called Kyle Flex. So 
Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for joining, awesome man. Stuff. Yeah, Kevin, that's awesome. So Ninja Funk is kind of what started it all then um, with uh, with the publishing. This is like the first title where you were kind so of jumping in or? The, the, the first one we did release as a massive whatnot publishing was Alpha Beta, okay. uh, which, um, which is an adaptation of a YouTube show, uh, animated show that like the first episode is like 8 million views on YouTube. So it's uh, in the animation was done by the studio that did uh, Rick and Morty. So, uh, and that was from the connection that Michael and Trevor had because it started at there. Um, they started their, their uh, comic book journey in a way uh, together uh, through Starburns uh, in the past. And that's, that's all the connection was made. Uh, that was the first book. And then we did Ninja Fung. Ninja Fung number one sold over 900,000 copies. Shout out to GPG and, and, and Steve, the, the, the co-creator on that. They, they didn't go all in on the marketing and just like try to make it the biggest book ever. And I would not be surprised if like since the 90s, if it's not like the biggest like first book for a creator uh, <laughs> period, because like right? there is not a lot of like first time creators that start with 100K, you know? So um, like shout out those guys. I think they obviously we we did we did everything we could for the titles but like there was like an extra magic on that one uh sure. with, with all the passion and, and and extra marketing that they did for it uh it yeah. was a, an awesome moment for on all the covers right too man oh yeah cover dude i don't, wow, <laughs> I don't even know to be honest i don't even know how many covers there is <laughs> like seriously if you're gonna start your own comic book and you could get tyler kirkman to do the cover for it you already are like a step ahead for most people man He's yeah like so good man so good yeah, no, no, I, I know, like, the, the, like, meeting a lot of retailers, and I know, like, we, we are all, like, whatever you do in a comic space, we are all passionate about this medium, and everyone has an idea. In uh, GPG, uh, well, is a retailer, was a seller and whatnot, and uh, his dream was to make a comic book, but obviously, like, being a retailer, doing exclusive covers and stuff like that, you make a lot of connection with artists through the years, so um, I, I think um, if, like, any retailer has a good idea, uh, you are in a good spot to do it uh, just because like you have all those cards that any like first time creators that were not like in the retail space before, just like people that want to make books, doesn't have those connections. So, so you, th th there is an opportunity there for a retailer that want to branch out and make his own book to just start with crazy covers. And, um, and I will encourage like anyone to do it. Like uh, the, the, the first book, like, it, do it it's going to be painful it's always a painful process because of all the stress you're going to get from it <laughs> but when it's out there uh it, it's so fun like it's the, one of the best feeling in the world to just like see your book on the shelf for the first time or just someone come into con and get it signed um it, it, it's something special and uh and i will always encourage like anyone to do it and uh i'm, I'm, I'm you can't even call me if advice. i'm not i'm not like a comic book guru but i always want people to just like push your dream uh, to, to, to the limits uh, because I life is so short, man. So I, if you, you dream of doing something, if it's even not comics, like go for it. And even if you, you suck at it, who cares? You did it, you know, like you do it for yourself. Yeah. Like you said, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of people get into comics um, because of the passion and the love they have yeah. for the medium. Right. And then at the same time, right. They have a story that they want to tell. And to your point, man, I mean, I, 
obviously you have all these publishers that I think a lot of people want to, uh, you know, try and get published for the first time. Right. I mean, I think anybody would like to say like, Hey, I got my book published by uh, massive. Right. And that would be huge. Um, but it's so easy to enter into this space now. Not that it's cheap, but it's easy because you got yeah. a comic wellspring that will print your books for you. You got, you know what I mean? It, artists, like I get so many um, like messages from amazing artists that want to work with you. So it's, it's never been easier. It's not easy, but it's never been easier to jump in for the first time. So if you have that passion, man, now's the time to jump on that because you can make your own comic book. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I, I would not say easy, but like, yeah. but kind of because like now with the internet, you know, Instagram or Facebook group or whatever, if you are like, even if you don't have like skill as an artist and you're, you're a writer, um, if you, you have a story idea and you see someone with a cool skill, but doesn't have like too much credit, you know, like, and it could be in the parts to actually just team up with him and just like, Hey, that, that I have this idea. Do you want to team up with me? I don't really have money, but if you want, we're going to find a way to kickstart that and do something. That could be the start of it. My, my first book, I did it that way. I, I just yeah. like, it was like 2016. I, I just in a Facebook, a Facebook group. I'm like, Hey, I have an idea for a book. Well, we want to talk about it and do it. Like I had probably like 200 comments. Like there is plenty of people that just wait for that moment of someone, you know, doing this little kick in their butt uh in a way of like why not you know and you, you never know where you will like uh reach with, with that little interaction you know you you, you could just like find your long-term creative partner that way and uh or just like the next big one just like you needed that like that person to activate him in a way um so yeah man just like i, I will it's it's always I always like sound super cliche when I, <laughs> I get into like my, do it but yeah do it you know like and it's so, the first one will never be the best you know so don't worry about that yeah yeah so um as uh the publisher right what are you yeah. looking for in talent I mean you have some pretty decent names and then you have some people that you know have broken in on their own and now they're publishing through you kind of that second round where maybe they kickstarted their um their book yep. like david right he he was doing a great job on his own and then massive has just taken it to a whole nother level right what do you prefer do you prefer people do something kind of on their own and then bring something to you or are you like searching constantly for new talent like how does that work out as a publisher uh a mix of all those answers in a yeah. way uh like for, for for example david that's that's uh someone obviously we, i think we started around the same time you know so like with kickstarters or just like at convention and stuff like that someone was always running into and i think for a few years we were like oh yeah we should we should bring that market should bring that market and like last year at LA Comic Con, I think we're just like going for my odd dog because, like, if you know me, I have obsession with odd dog at con convention. I always have an odd dog, uh, <laughs> and that's why I'm gonna die at 42, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but bring odd dogs, my funeral, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was walking for my odd dog with Michael, and I see David is like, "Hey, David, where we publish Eric Tungman?" And um, and then uh, like the chat. The real chat actually started because of the odd dog, uh, and <laughs> and since you know we 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 released the book and it did super well, uh, and 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 that's the cool thing also with comics and kickstarters, and I'm 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 a believer of like the the, the Kickstarter formula and retail in a way, just because like it's awesome to see these creators that started started on Kickstarter on his own, 
ain't uh, David the type of dude that was hustling, you know, like going shop to shop, like just to sell five copies, but he wanted the, the book on the rack, you know, a real passionate about comics and his, uh, and his story, you know? So in, in, in seeing that, uh, to me, it's like the, the, the the, the journey and the, the the story behind it is just so cool and i think yeah. it adds to the book in a way and uh and that's why i, I believe like a, a lot of our supporters at comic book shop that did buy the book it's just like hey i've seen that guy grinding for years like yeah. let's support that book you know and, and 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 that's always something i say to creators and new people into comics uh i feel that comics is so small that people don't necessarily support the the content, but more a person behind in a way. Um, and and the, the reason why, and, and it's it's just because we, it's so like the pro proximity we have in comics, for example, that's the only industry that like retailers are part of the creative process or just like part of the product in a way. Um, yeah. There is no equivalent of that. Like, for example, you don't like, you, well, it's not a good example because blockbusters are dead, but like the blockbusters were not, uh, you know, in contact necessarily with the studios or just like there were no no impact on the industry uh, to an extent of like the, the creative side of it. But now uh, in the comic book space, retailers are as much important in the creative process uh, in the release uh, than, than the, anyone in the pipeline. You know, so, so it's it's the only the only creative medium actually that everyone is important in the circle to make it work. And, um, and, and, and that I think that's why the journey is so important because wh wherever you started, is everyone in the chain need to support the creator, the creator behind uh, to make it work, or, or at least to make it work to a degree um, that, that, that make it bigger than, than what it should be. And uh, that's that's what I love about comics, the community behind, and, I, and it's all about the journey of the creator. And I think that there is nothing cooler than just seeing someone at like, that has been oscillating uh, and never quitting or just like having this vision and then bring it to like the, the, the mass audience after. And that's something as a publisher that I love uh, contributing uh, and just like, Hey, let's do it. And, uh, and there is stuff like, just like we find online, like for example, Astrobots, uh, I see you have the robot behind That's That's so cool, dude. Uh, <laughs> the goats. These toys are such good quality too, by the way. Oh, dude, it's, it's incredible. There is like uh 60, I think, like articulation or something. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like Astrobots, I was seeing like Hector uh, Trunek online, like posting his art. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like. <laughs> Who's that guy? Kid, man, insane talent. And then when, when I, I saw that, I'm like it's a toy like and, and we just made a connection and it did happen that way just like because Hector was posting online but it's just blowing my mind that it was his first comic book like yeah. Hector never did a comic before and to me that's that's one of the best artists working comics period right now oh 100% Dude, it's, it's all watercolor they did like there is Nothing like that. To do uh, a sequential art in watercolor is just crazy, right? Oh, dude. Insane, man. It's just, it's so beautiful. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, you have Simon writing oh, who's in the Hall of Fame for the Transformers. I mean, it's like the perfect marriage between artist and writer, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, Toy Notch, the toy company behind it, like the perfect team up. Uh, because yeah. like that, that book was already in production when we did come in. I, uh -huh. I, I saw it on Instagram. And I was like, 
uh, at war, link me with the people to make to bring that thing to stores. And when yeah. I connect with the toy company, we're just like, yeah, we the book is pretty much done. Uh, I'm like, cool, who's writing it? Uh, Simon Furman, what? <laughs> like, oh, it's even better now. <laughs> you know, here's your contract. <laughs> exactly. No, but like, it's cool that every you know every book has his own story or just like the, the, his own way of bringing it to market. There is there's other book. You know, we start from scratch. Other books are uh, pitched from creators, so it's even more scratch. You know, than then, um, and there is some stuff like like started on Kickstarter and we just did to publish and other stuff that we really built together. Uh, Kickstarter retail direct to retail so to me that's that's the fun part as a publisher is actually like finding the product and after uh building the marketing journey to bring it to the market the right way uh and that's that's kind of what personally i'm fascinated about uh and excited about like how do we bring that book uh to the market to make it interesting to people beside you know the, the interesting story what what could make it interesting uh, beside a story, basically, that's yeah. that's what I love. Um, yeah. While working on a comic, <laughs> that's so cool, man. Um, can we go back a little bit and talk more <laughs> about you, Kevin, for a second, and then come back to the publishing side of the sure. business? When when did this passion for writing start in your life? Like, when did you really say, "Man, writing is something I want to do uh, for a living"? I, d- dude, I. Yeah. I was so young that I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no, I always loved like making stories, writing. I always been like someone um, like super creative. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny because like I always thought that like I did not want to make comic book. Or I wouldn't. I was not really in comic book at, at some point. But I found that my my mother um, placed like the the other day like a comic when I that I did when I was like I don't know eight nine or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, it's it's. I guess good for someone of eight, nine years old. I was like, okay, cool. I understood that medium, but no, but I always wanted to like to be a filmmaker, uh, writer, director. I'm still on it. I just yeah. got a little pad in comics. <laughs> well, it's working. So, yeah. but, uh, sure. I want to do it. I will love by the end of the year, uh, release a short film or something. Cause nice. that's, that's my number one passion. Like I'm, I'm just, um, artistic i would say in the way <laughs> about about movies like i know all the numbers the release date like yeah. who did win rich coffee like i'm that guy in conversation that like uh, <laughs> that is just annoying and no one care i can drop like facts about movies that like just like shut up dude we, we, don't, <laughs> we don't care about your movie release in 71 that no one knows um <laughs> but um but yeah, so so I um I think my the way to go back to comics actually I did watch the movie Watchmen in theater when I was I guess I don't know I was maybe like 12, 14, or whatever I was pretty young yeah. and um I had you know I had no idea really what I was going into I, I was not aware of the graphic novel I, you know I watched this movie and that movie just blew me away I was like damn that's that's a masterpiece but the most important thing to me. It was like uh, the moment I realized that that superheroes uh, was not just like punching bad guys and like you know the, the, the cliche thing that you think as a kid when you don't go back to superheroes when you get older, you know. So because I was reading like comics when I was six and I was reading the comics for six or like the, the cartoon or whatever. Right. So I watched the movie and I was like, oh damn, that was deep. That was cool. That, that and there was a, a blue dick. but uh so i go to my local comic book shop after uh biographic novel i start reading and just really get into like alan moore uh i go back then i v for vendetta after i get into garth ennis like more than grand morris and all those guys that had like a um 
that weird sorcerer uh, <laughs> vibe to their personality. For sure. And, um, <laughs> and I, I just get really into it and uh, and really get like, like I said, with movies, I'm someone that really love numbers and yeah, understanding yeah. stats and stuff like that. So I really start being like into like the stats of comics because like going to the comic book shop, I'm, I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's not just like graphic novels. What, what, what is this thing, the monthly thing? And, and all does it work? And I start asking a lot of questions at the shop. And then uh, fast forward, uh, I, I offered a guy, I was like 16, uh, and now he's one of my, my best buddies. I, I offered him like, hey, I got to work for free here. I just I just want to learn all this freaking thing works. Uh, and uh, here's like $2,000. And and, and, uh, and I just want a small share in the company. And that's, that's, that's the trade. And, and, and uh, my buddy was just like, well, why not? Like, it was just like a, that, that young dude that, that want to learn, you know, type thing. So, so we did it. And I, I, I did that like with, for two years, pretty much with, with him. Um, not just for free, but, but at some point I was like, ah. but uh, no, I, I did, I didn't learn really the process of like the previous catalog, all the art and work, uh, the, the pull box and really the reverse engineering of like starting as, a retailer uh, in, in understanding like the mechanic before going into publishing. Yeah. And then when you're a publisher, you try to understand like a lot of publisher do is just like, I get there and like, well, let's do five covers. Uh, and, 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 and maybe we could, um, you know, do we print before the ordering? Uh, you know, like I, I knew yeah. all of that before because I do it. I did it on the other side. And uh, also I think there is no better way to understand comic book buyer than you know, being at the shop and talking yeah. to them. Um, so that that's that's all I did learn uh, Ultimate Comics. And uh, I think at 17, I did my first Kickstarter in uh, my first publishing company as well. Uh, that was more like Kickstarter publishing. But <laughs> and then uh, I started my imprint with Piemit, which is now uh, Sumerian. Um, and uh, when, when they sold to Sumerian, that's that's when we started Massive, uh, when I publishing at that time. That's awesome, man. Now, as someone who has this passion for movies, did you get into storytelling um, using comic books to be able to kind of lay out a story that you your real goal was to make into a film? Or did you go into comics and you keep it separate? Your story is for comics and then this story is for film and they're completely separated. Um almost like a storyboard using your comic yeah it's it's a good question because like i I, it's it's weird thing because like the 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 kind of movies that i like most of the time it's movies that will not fit uh that will not work as a comics Mm -hmm. so uh and uh because i'm i don't know like i love like really ultra pretentious stuff most of the time (laughs) and you know you know a david cronenberg movie for example it's hard to make it work into a comics because i i actually could work, but all I like my comics, I like them like super fast pacing, um, and, and more like action humor. Uh, in my movies, it's all the opposite. I like like the slow burners, uh, and, and, and like just like getting into the mood because I to me it's like really a different. I react really differently to, co- to comics and movies. Yeah, comics to keep my attention, and, and as you can tell, uh, my attention spam is not the best. I'm just like always <laughs> and yeah. jumping, jumping to the next thing. So uh, for me, for a comic, since there was nothing interactive in a way, you know, that there was no, nothing moving like a movie, is there, there, there is a need of always having something to happen. You know, every panel, there is something, there is a joke, there is a sword or something. And that's all I like my comics. And my movies, I really want to be sucked 
in a world and uh and, and most of the time to be stuck in a world is really like about building the, the the world building and taking your time and bring the audience into the that world you know so it's i guess i want the same thing from both but in a different way um and uh and so no i approach my comics like comics i guess yeah. but uh but i guess I, I i don't have the vision too of like making like i'm not a fan of like a long ongoing for example as a reader i love my me series like shattered sweet like movies uh and, and even like on a movie side i'm not a tv series guy i always love like my that's two hours done you know uh, yeah. type thing and I'm, I'm kind of the same consumer as a comic book fan yeah. um so yeah no i'm I would say I keep them pretty separate, uh, and, and and I love it because at the same time I don't feel like I'm consuming all all, yeah. all the time the same type of entertainment. But as a writer, I'm, I'm writing a movie right now, and it's totally different of the style of what I make in, in comics. Mm -hmm. If you grab one of my comics, it's just like it's in your face, uh, every page, and never stop, and just crazy. Uh, <laughs> and my movie is still like in your face and crazy. Yeah. But it's uh, what I would do like in three page might take 15 minutes in the movie instead, you know. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, you, you brought up this point about mini series as opposed to ongoing series. Yeah. That kind of the business model then for Massive is that you like to stick with like four, five, six part series. Or will you have some titles that will be ongoing? So uh, we we love the approach for now, and obviously, like I think for I, I love using for now because as a publisher, you need to adapt all the time. Uh, yeah. I think that every, every day there is like a switch of strategy or the market change or whatever, yeah. uh, or the interest change. Uh, but but for us, the strategy has been and is right now to most of our series we want them to be like uh, coming back as seasons in a way. Uh, yeah. So for example, Quested season two just started. Uh, but we, we do it in block like that, like five issues, season one is done. We, we take a break of like six months or, or something. And, and then like season two start like a TV show in a way for, for, for those that are not like standalone, um, like movie in a way. Right. Um, that's, that's all we operate. Uh, we have not tried yet. Uh, like, uh, you know, 15 issue run that never stopped. Yeah. Uh, I don't say we'll never do it, but, uh, I, I do love the season thing personally as a fan. Um, but uh but it's my personal taste but uh as a publisher it's maybe different you know I'm, I'm i'm we did not do it yet because it's not we did not want it's more like our project we we, we had no project so far yeah. that could be an ongoing really or just like the, the creator was like hey i want to do 17 issues you know um that did not happen yet uh everything is more seasonal uh which which is our model for now Nice, nice. So when we look at some of the upcoming coming titles, right, obviously we're still, we still have Harriet Tubman that is um, out there. We have a break on Astrobots, right? That first arc is over. Yep. And we'll be waiting for the second arc. We have this one shot reflection right here. Yes. Which is so that, awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, this is from um, uh, Jock. And, uh, and in his art style is like super singular. When you see oh, yeah. stuff, you know it's Elm. Yeah, and uh, he, he has a way of like uh, building up. It, it's it's kind of funny because like talking of movies, I that that's one of the uh, of those artists that you feel you're watching a movie. The, yeah. the way that he build his pages and and the way that he frame everything. Yeah. And uh, basically, that book is is a 
Blade Runner yeah. like under the skin in a way. Uh, yeah. If you if you did watch Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson, so yeah. there, there is a weird uh, mystical thing happening with with yeah. a Blade Runner world at the same time. No, it's a cool, it's a fun one shot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, will will there be more from this, or it was just the one oh, shot and the story's over? It was really thing as one thing. Um, That's what it felt like, but you never know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think it will be more. But you know, we we never know. There were some movies that that has sequel at thirty five years exactly. after. <laughs> and then um, one of my favorite artists is Sean Murphy. Oh yeah, um, guy is just spectacular, man. So you know, you have plot holes, which was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. To be honest, Kevin, I picked it up. I'm like plot holes. Awesome. What the hell is that about? And I just fell in love with the story, man. You have all these different characters from all these different books that never were completed. Right. And they're all fighting to get these books completed <laughs> to save them. It's just such a unique story, man. But then the line, just his art is just insane. Oh, it's incredible, dude. It's, incredible. it's not because I'm working with him, but uh, you, you can find wow. clips of me like, like five years ago. So, uh, of saying like who's your favorite artist and i was saying like sean murphy like a two-time auditory you know i've always been like a huge sean fan uh he has to me it's like the the the, the kind of the, the perfect overall uh comic book creator you know like if you if you look like uh, at your uh, uh baseball cards you know that that's that's one of those that you need cgc you know 10 out of 10 <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, Plot Holes is such a fun book, and and, and Zorro obviously, uh, and and to me Zorro, like when when I saw the pages, I, yeah. I think as a fan, I'm not as a publisher right now. I think as a fan, it's maybe his best interior work that he has ever done. Ever I just done. like love looking at those pages. It's, I remember the first time looking at those, like just sticking to some pages, looking at details. The, there just, is like the amount of details in uh, Simon Good, the, the colorist, just match perfectly uh, his style. I root. Just like, so wow. talented, man. It's just every. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at that room. <laughs> like, yeah. Detail, detail, perspective. Yeah. It's just he doesn't cheat on anything. You know, when and again, I understand why as a as a sequential artist. Right. And you're you're it kind of probably gets a little mundane when you have maybe a page or two of uh, yeah. a portion of the story where you kind of have to stay within that pocket to tell the story. But as an artist, you're trying to make each panel a little different to make it. And it's got to be a little boring. I mean, just talking to artists, they're like, yeah, I hate when I have to do that. It's just so boring. And you're just drawing trash cans. <laughs> behind you. It just, he doesn't cheat on anything, man. He just, no, it's, crazy. All in. it's insane, man. Insane. So it's, yeah, um... no, I mean, incredible that's what i mean some of the names that you have that are publishing through massive like a simon and a Turnick and um you know david and sean murphy and then you have comic tom which i always watch on on youtube the guy has like a bazillion people that follow him but uh and he seems like a really cool dude i've met him a couple times at San oh, yeah. but um their book comes out i think this week right yeah this wednesday this Wednesday is going to be in shop. So, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know what time zone. It's Crashdown, right? It's called Crashdown? Crashdown, yeah, number yeah. one. And uh, if you are a fan of like of movies like Aliens uh, or, 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 or even Horizon or like everything like Taking in Space and it goes super wrong, <laughs> it's going to be your type of thing. And uh, it, it, it's, it's a really fun book. I love it. And there is like a lot of homage from from – that style of filmmaking in it. Like uh, I remember like opening the first issue and see like my first, yeah. 
it changed all the time. A problem after movies like uh, the first Planet of the Apes from '68, yeah. and it, there was like a scene in the first issue. I'm like, oh, they took that from Planet of the Apes. I don't even know. I did not ask Tom yet, but like when I saw that, it's maybe just me yeah. tripping. I was like, oh. Whoa, that's <laughs> <of> the <apes>. <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask him, but I think it is. But yeah, yeah no, it's cool. There's you can feel like the love for that uh, that that style of filmmaking of like chaotic uh, space <laughs> adventure. That's awesome, man! I can't wait for that. I already have it on my pull. Um, awesome. I was at my comic book store uh, last week, and so we, me and the owner there, his name's Ambrose, and uh, he he put it aside for me. So I can't wait to get my hands on that tomorrow morning and check it out, man. Just because I love everything that you guys are doing. Can you kind of go into what's happening for the rest of the year? Like, obviously, there's things you can't talk about, but some of the things that you can talk about, like how many more titles can we expect for the remainder of the year that are kind of different from what you're doing here, and then we'll we see some like um like art twos on some of these uh um titles as well yeah uh well we, we have a big thing that we can't announce right now but uh yeah. but just like that what, what i can talk about uh so we have uh, a really big series uh Popa, uh Pope. uh i always forget how to pronounce it in english i like popeye uh that, that released and started free comic book day which is what if uh what if popeye was actually a one piece you know like like because popeye is kind of the original one piece in a way so we, <laughs> we go barzorker on that one like popeye is just crazy and it's fighting all the time like dragon ball z you know but with the popeye character like all it is there and all the guys are, are there so it's really like a, a, a i guess not a reboot because it's kind of a standalone thing in a way it's his own franchise but it's like the new, the modern era of Popeye is like, let's go full anime with that one. And we start with Free Comic Book Day for number one. And it's yeah. going to go monthly after that. So super stoked about th this one when I saw well, it for the first I time. I did see that on Comic Book Day, by the way, Kevin. And it <laughs> looks freaking awesome, man. Who, yeah. Who's the creative team behind that? So that's uh, Marcus Williams and One Man Army. Uh, and um, it's, wow. it's incredible. Like, it's a type of book. I think it's a perfect comic book. Like, every time I was turning a page... Uh -huh. I was just laughing and, and, and laughing in a good way. Just like it's so over the top that you're like, okay, Popeye is now like with two giant. Well, he always had like giant arm, but he can do like, yeah, yeah. and then like, finish and, like just it's, it goes nuts. But it's, it's, yeah, a good yeah. way. it's so fun. It's so over the top that you want this ridiculous like uh, action bunker Popeye. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm super excited for that one. It's. I'm, I'm stoked. I think everyone's going to love it. It's just like those feel good comics. Yeah. Uh, we have my own book, Washington the Blood. That's right. And I can see it on a lot of March. Yeah. Uh, start on March. Uh, next week is the FOC of the number one. So everyone go pull that. Uh, nice. <laughs> so, so that that one is for, like I said, like I'm really into the weird stuff. So like if you're like Grant Morrison type fan, you're going to, you like that sounds super pretentious to see Grant Morrison as a comparison, but I mean, like if you love the the weird, uh, fast pacing, yeah. weird comics, you're gonna love that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, can you give us a little it's, like synopsis of what we get yeah. in the title? Uh, basically, it's a kid in a, a, a frozen wasteland that heard the, the voice of a god. And that god uh, tell him that he is actually the the, the messiah of that world, mm -hmm. and but but that god is actually a really jackass like Deadpool type god, oh. and um, but he is the god of guns. Uh, and and that kid actually doesn't believe in gods and in guns. 
uh, or just like the, the, the power of guns because all his family killed in a way, just commit suicide with guns. So like he just got out of a mass suicide with guns and you hear, the voice, <laughs> hear the voice of like the God of guns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a pretty dark comics, dark humor, obviously yeah. in that one. Uh, and, um, but it, I think it's a bunker fun stories and there is art as well because you're following that, that kid just lost all his family uh, from the God of Guns. And after you hear the voice of the God of Guns and you get the news that he is a messiah, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that was, that's what's going on in that book. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. I love uh, it. Thank you. And, and we have uh, Liquid Kill Volume two, Season 2 coming, uh, Astrobot Season 2 coming for... Um, yeah. And uh about you're also working on a one shot uh with, with like a big transformer artist that will do like a one off one shot uh on the IP. And no uh, and we are working right now on what I believe like a, a a plan that will like have like a super positive impact on the comic book scene in general and publishing world. Yeah. That's that's my belief because we've been working on that for months and I can't wait to announce what we are working on. Nice man. It's not just series. It's the you way that come we come back when you can announce it, man. I would love it. <laughs> oh, I, I will love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the, the the series we're gonna release, but it's all we gonna release them. It just wow. uh, I'm super excited because to me, what's exciting about publishing is trying stuff. Like I, I would not be a publisher if like the only way we publish stuff is like, hey, let's put our stuff in the diamond catalog yeah. and uh and with covers, you know, that too that's boring to me, you know. That there's <laughs> like I wanna play with I wanna play with the books and yeah. even if like sometime uh the idea that we did bring to make something more you yeah. know work at least we did try something different and something more for the creators something more for the retailers yeah. um so now we, we want to push that boundary with all our titles and uh and and, and do fun stuff uh marketing wise and also like a new way of distributing comics uh to retail so yeah exciting stuff uh we we, we we've been working on that for months so i'm 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 so excited. To be <laughs> that sounds awesome, Kevin. So, you know, obviously you could go to your LCS um, and you yep. could go through the preview and you could give them the code on all of the comics um, to add them to your pull list. But you could also go to massivepublishing.com and you could purchase quite a few of the comics, if not all of them there as well, right? Yeah, uh, you, you can find all our books on MassivePublishing.com. Obviously, then there is some stuff that are exclusive to LCS, some stuff that could be exclusive on the website when we do an exclusive on our own. But yeah, uh, most of our books are all on uh, MassivePublishing.com. Yeah, yeah. So I put that in the comments uh, awesome. Thank um, you. so that way uh, people could go over there. I, I've purchased a few things through Massive Publishing and it came really fast. So it was awesome to use. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We we, we try and, and let me know if there is damage on your book. Like, <laughs> we really try to, to pack carefully because like there is nothing uh, more frustrating when you get a comics and it's all broken. You know, like the, the purpose of comics, I think in, in the floppy format. For, yeah. for most of the people, is collecting before reading. <laughs> so we want to be really careful with the books, uh, just to be sure that like they, they come as uh, with the highest you know condition as possible. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, makes perfect sense. All right, so we have all these new titles coming up. Um, what does the the Comic Con scene look for massive in 2024? Like, are you doing San Diego, New York, a few of the big ones? Um, or a whole bunch, you're just going to be spread out pretty thin, or what's that look like? Oh, we are trying a few things right now, and it's part of our new plan. I can't really talk about, um, okay, yeah, but, yeah. but 
but but yeah, no, it's sure like the big ones that uh, we, we we try to always be there. Uh, and uh, some small shows that we want to do as well because there are some shows that we like because like some small shows, which is great, I think for anyone like publishing or just starting into comics. Yeah. should go there because there is some shows that are really focused on comics and sometime uh with the big shows they're so expensive man uh and 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 you get there and the i guess the attendees are not really there for comics so yeah they, 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 there is a traffic of like 2000 200,000 people but like if there is just like a thousand there really for comic books well uh, a, a, sh- a small show with 5000 people uh but that shows dedicated comics it's more people interested in comics in a way you know obviously you can reach out outside of the comics bubble when you are at the show and just someone and say like let's see like a popeye book nice let's try it you know but uh the the hardcore fan base is not necessarily at the big shows uh which is really interesting with the small shows to, to just explore and find ways to uh to 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 develop more kid or just like to uh build a, a stronger core fan base as a publisher as an artist so um I love doing both, a mix of both. Uh, we are still working on the schedule right now, so I don't, I can't say like where we're gonna be, but we gotta announce it super soon. Yeah, and I'm, I assume there will be some sort of a calendar on the website, yeah, for to kind of find out when it's ready, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you know, uh, last year with the strike, which you know, you never wanna, you know, I feel bad for everybody that was affected by the writer's strike okay. and the actor's strike. But the one positive as a comic book fan that came out of that is San Diego Comic-Con was loaded with people that oh, were yeah. kind of forced to the center of the the facility where, you know, Artist Alley was and, you know, all the different publishers. And when you talk to people last year from a comic book standpoint was the best San Diego Comic-Con in 100%. years because of that. So I understand completely what you're saying is, you know, normally San Diego Comic-Con, you have so many people there for Hall H to see, you know, all the new movies, which is great, yeah. right? There's, a, I think, a place for everybody. But unfortunately, it's not really a Comic-Con anymore. It's more of a... a Entertainment con, I guess. <laughs> so I don't know what you call it, but it's it's not a Comic-Con um, like it used to be, right, when it was uh, uh, initially there. So Yeah, and, and the thing, too, it's not necessarily that people doesn't want to buy comics. It's just yeah. like especially at San Diego, since there is like always a panel or something uh, happening, you don't really have time to be on the floor. And especially the, the tickets are so expensive. If you, you, if you go there for, you know, with, with, with your kids and et cetera, it's, it's, it's a weekend with hotels and everything like a three K at least for, for family. And you did not even buy any product on site yet. Uh, so of course, if you're there with a family or just alone, like you're not a room in San Diego, plus the travel or whatever you're flying from, it's, it's a 2k weekend at minimum, you know? Um, so I, I get as a fan that you want to spend the money you have left or the time, I mean, uh, into those panel with like, Oh, that's the moment I can see Kenny Reeve on stage, for example, like, and, 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 and I will, uh, like, if I was that person, I will be dumb to not go there. You know, it's like, just that that's the moment, you know, like a, a, a comic book publisher, you can buy my book online. You can buy my book at the store. It's not like, that was part of the moment in a way. Um, and, and, and so I get people not necessarily like being buyers at big shows like that because they were so expensive. There were so many things like unique experience going on that you need to be there to experience. Um, so that's why for a bigger show, we want as, we want as much as possible, like in the future, like create unique experience and moments. Like for example, last year at San Diego Comic Con, uh, we did uh, a, 
signing with Shangar Murphy uh, three times at the boot uh, for, 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 with a plot hole ash can. And then uh, it was like two hours, three hours line nonstop at the boot. And, and that was uh, freaking awesome. Uh, I remember like everyone in the boot just like being so, like with the smile there, because it's cool seeing all those people coming for uh, at your boot and winning just to have like a great time and experience. And I, I think that's, that's what artists and polishers should do more. Find ways to create moments at the boot. Because if, if not, there is no reason to come to your boot. You know, your books are available everywhere online and probably two street away from, from where that person leave, live, actually. So that's that's the that's our goal with Comic Cons uh in general. Just find a way to uh make it an experience, something interactive that you want to stop by. Just like what 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 those massive guys are doing this year, you know? Um we want to be more than just like a place where like a pop-up shop in a way. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's very smart. Um, I think in general, right. You want to be where the, the fan base is. And uh, I, I've gone to San Diego comic-con and I usually go by myself. Like my wife's not really into what I do. She thinks I'm a little bit of weirdo, um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it's about comics either. It might be other things that cause her to think that, but um, I have a, uh, I went to San Diego Comic-Con, right? And it's like 500 bucks for a one-day ticket. Yeah. Um, if you stay the night, it's like $600 a night. Um, you got your food. And then, you know, you're, you're trying to have some, uh, um, you know, a little bit of money left over to buy some things at the actual place. I'm there for that reason, right? So yeah. you can imagine taking a family. So I, I agree that, uh, man, it, it makes a lot of sense that you would do um, you know, smaller shows, maybe are a good blend of it where you're with yeah. people that don't have to spend so much money just to get there without having the money to be able to purchase the things that they're looking for. 100%. And, and the other thing is uh, a smaller show, since there is not like a lot happening, like most of the show is smaller show, it's just like a floor with people walking boot to boot. So yeah. you have time to actually create one-on-one -on -one interaction and just like really turn someone into a fan in a way, you know, yeah. uh, it's in, at a big show, people don't really have time or interest, you know, to, to, to talk with you for like 10 minutes and learn about your books because like there was a panel in 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you hurry up and tell me about your comic, please? Yeah, no. <laughs> a true believer has a quick question about the Zorro book. I'll wait for him to type it out, but uh, oh yeah, here we go. There's been some concern um, from s folks online why the book was made available through retail out outlets before uh, backers got their books. What was behind that decision? Because I guess it started as a Kickstarter originally, right, with Sean? So that, that was totally part of the campaign. Uh, and that was part of the plan. Even if you read the campaign, you see that's that's all it works. Um, so uh, the campaign was built in a way that actually you were backing a deluxe product. So the the, 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 the graphic novel is a deluxe art cover uh, that it's for the Kickstarter. And we have those uh, floppy that are all premium and limited with like variant covers that are not available at retail. And at retail, is the the regular version of the the, the comics basically so uh all different covers and something we did uh that we thought like was really interesting and something i'm really proud of it is yeah. actually we created a new thing on kickstarter that i don't think i've seen like any publisher doing that in the past of uh the retail unlock covers 
So what we wanted to do is actually uh, bring interaction from retailers into the campaign and yeah. bring backers uh, to retail that way. Uh, so it's a double support in a way yeah. uh, because there is a, a lot of people on Kickstarter that never been to a, a LCS, for example, or just like never ordered from an LCS even online. And, uh, and, and that's the, the goal, just to create like this, uh, this uh collaboration uh with retailers on kickstarters and I, I think it was so fun personally when we were making a campaign and unlocking stretch goal at retail yeah. and um and that was the goal just like eight all backers and retailers all together to unlock stuff to support lo- lo- local businesses mm-hmm. uh, because that, that's that's what uh, what the goal was is actually to support local businesses because mm-hmm. all your scs are all local small businesses uh and, and that's, I think it's really important in the, to the economy. It's it's so hard for a small business just to stay open. And when you run a small business coming from a family uh, that had small business all their life, it's all, all their time, all their life, all their saving, all it's, it's people that are passionate about it. You know, we go back to the passion, but I think like if you, you run a comic book shop, there is just no way you don't like it because there is not enough money in that. You know, you know it's just like you do it by passion. And for me, it will always be important to support small businesses and people that has like passion for something. And mm-hmm. I think the comic book industry, we have an opportunity there to to uh, to help uh, and, and to support all the time, uh, you know, small businesses because the the, the 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 market is built that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, True Believer says uh, perhaps it would have been a good idea to make sure backers could get the books either early or perhaps have the option to purchase a retail voucher or something in the future. Just an idea so, from him. So, yeah. Uh, so all, all it works and was announced that way is actually that the digital PDF is sent to all backers. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so they, they all get a PDF when, when the book release. And also uh, through the campaign, we, we've been offering like free issues uh, to backers. So Perfect. every backers, physical backers, obviously uh, got got three free books uh in the bank uh, the, the campaign like free shoes exclusive covers as, as well for them so mm-hmm. the, the, the value of the campaign is uh is there uh we're, we're doing the math of like that's the stuff we get for free like oh that that's cool and just like it's cool to 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 give free stuff like that to people and just like that that supported the book you know yeah um so so yeah, no, it was part of the plan. If you read the campaign, you can see that like that's all we did build it, and that was a strategy. And uh, so that that's that's all we created the campaign. That's all we build the models. Obviously, like any models, uh, we want to perfect it. Like the next campaign we will do, we will uh, change a little thing. We will add something. We'll redo some stuff because yeah. we think we are into something right now uh, that that all the community could be together because that to us, like as a publisher, it's always been that to bring all the community together. So like if we do a Kickstarter, we want retailers to be part of it as well, because without retailers, there is no comics uh, in, in, in period, you know? So. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's beautiful, man. And I love that. I love that. He said, uh, missed the campaign, but uh, I've heard significant negative chatter about the situation. So that's why he was bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> not on our side <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah maybe something i'm thinking about uh, for future campaigns but yeah no i mean yeah, I yeah. Get feedback and for sure yeah um, always there to learn yeah absolutely man um uh, but i think that's pretty awesome especially kind of creating that cross-pollination between kickstarter and retail because I, I could tell you um reaching out to lcs's to try and 
have them purchase your comic, which is on a Kickstarter, is like a no go. I so yeah. many times retailers said, "Yeah, we don't buy anything off a of Kickstarter because that's com- competitive to them, and sure. they don't want to support it." Right. So if you're able to somehow create that uh, where you take a little bit of that fear away from the Kickstarter for the LCS, like, hey, this is another opportunity for you to have something very unique for your shop that can help your shop as opposed to this being competing item to your shop. I mean, you might be able to create, um, like you said, um, other opportunities for that LCS to have something very unique and awesome for their. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and that was the goal with like the Kickstarter. Oh man, it's a pleasure to deliver. Uh, but yeah, so, so that was the goal with the retailer unlock as well. Like, um, because they're all the retailer unlock cover, you know, we're, we're $4.99 at comic book shop. Yeah. So as a backer, you, you could, uh, like the, the goal was like, Hey, we, you unlock that you can now go to your LCS and get it, you know? So it's not like retailer backers were not, you know, having access is that right. we were telling them go go buy that cover that's your unlock you know that you should go yeah. to the kind of shop or order it online from one lcs somewhere in, in the world you know so that that was the interaction just like bringing not just like because the, the, like you said um the, the problem with a lot of kickstarters and i understand as someone that owns local businesses uh it's just it's direct it's just direct to the publisher direct to the artist which is yeah. fine because we most of the publishers and most of the artists are all small businesses as well but right. is, is there if there is a way to support others in the process yeah uh, i'm all for it and and that's what we we are trying to achieve there and i think we did a, i think we did a good job for for first camping for sure and do, does it look like there's going to be a lot more campaigns too coming in the future um well, yeah yeah, yeah we, we 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 are working right now on like future campaigns. I love Kickstarters, you know. Starting, um, it's it's. I, I love Kickstarter. I, I think it's a fun way to interact with fans in the community. That because like releasing a book in comic book shop is awesome because like that's 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 the the, the OG way. That's a cool way of doing it. But yeah. you know, even if you sell like fifty thousand copies, you don't have like a direct interaction with the fans or yeah. like what they think, what 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 they you know, what, what they like about the book, what, what they want you to do. Like, like this, for example, with the, the comment section, you don't have that when a book drop in stores, but with Kickstarter, you know, if you're, if they, they like the product, if there is something you don't like about it, it's going to be a, di- a direct interaction. You know, um, that's, that's what I really love. It's you're just always connected to uh, the readers, the fan, the contributors. And uh, in, 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 in there is no other platform that can bring you that. And I think that having those comments, and having like interaction with fans, uh, there is you know there is no other way for uh, publishing creative creative people to actually learn uh, as quick as on being on a platform like that. Yeah, yeah, fully agree, man. Fully agree. Uh, just want to say hi to Chrissy. She had to work late, but she's awesome. here. Good to have you, Chrissy. Thanks, um, thanks for coming. Work certainly comes uh, before. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. True believer. Please reach out to me, man. I'm on all social media. Um, yeah. Reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, man. I'd love to uh, talk to you, my friend. Not a problem. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Now, can you kind of walk through the business model? Um, as a creator, I'm bringing my title to you with the hopes that you would find interest in it and publish it. Is it a hundred percent creator owned? Is there some sort of uh, collaboration between the ownership of the IP once it goes to massive? Cause that happens a lot across 
the board of all uh, publishers, I think, right? And everybody has a little bit different sure. way to handle that, right? Yeah, Evan Huss, we don't have like one model. Uh, it's really project per project. Uh, okay. there, there is some books that are fully creator owned. There is some that we we split the right with the creative because like different like uh, percentage or whatever, like advents on the book. And, you know, there, there is, I, we don't have like a definitive deal. Like, like I said, we publish everything by with, with passion. So when there is really a book that we want, yeah. uh, we, we just like, okay, I'll, I'll do we make it happen. Uh, and then what, what you're looking for and what, what, what will make you happy and comfortable in the process of creating that book, because we want to make it happen. You know, we, we want that book to, it's alive, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it's really case by case. Yeah. The creators, we just chat and just like find the best way to work with them. You know, that's awesome, man. That, that always like what you want, you know, what's that? <laughs> the first question, the first question with creators is always like, what do you want? Uh, you know, what you're looking for, you know, Absolutely. because I don't, I don't believe that you can start a good relationship. If you tell someone like, here's your deal, you know, that's, that's, it's not what they want. That's that's what you would dream of, you know. Which most of the time is a shitty deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, and again, man, I think uh, as creators, you have to be very realistic, right? If if you don't have a long history in writing comic books, um, your negotiation, the power of your negotiation, is probably not going to be as strong as if you're a Sean Murphy, where everyone knows his name, everyone loves his art. He's probably going to get a little bit of better deal out of the 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 publishing, um, I would assume, right? I mean, it's, it's just that simple. I would think really deep into the project. Uh, it's in uh, in better deal is relative because there were some, some creators that just want to keep all their rights, uh, because they, you know, they just want to own it. And, uh, other creators that just, they, they, they want to split. They don't really care about the rights. They just want to make a book happen and be comfortable with, uh, with, with, you know, what, what, what they get, uh, on the, the front end and not the back end. Uh, so, so it's really been a f- who you are as a creator. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and most of the time, actually for us, it's not necessarily the, the name it's, it's more like, uh, we, we believe in that book and we want to make it happen, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, Sheesh, man, that, that's incredible. And uh, I appreciate your honesty on that, too. I think that's always an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, but uh, I'm glad that you answered the way you did. And I appreciate that, Kevin. That's a pleasure, man. Stand up, dude, man. Um, so, man, everything that's going on for the remainder of the year, they could go to massivepublishing.com. That's probably the best place, um, Kevin, you think, for people to have up-to-date information? Or do you think social media is a little bit better for people to get that oh. MassivePublishing.com uh, is more of a, you know, a st- online store. There is not like this silly like updates. If you're looking for updates, I will say Instagram is probably the, the easiest place to get everything. Uh, and obviously like every month uh, you can find our new station previous world. Yeah. But yeah, um, I would say Instagram is probably where we update the most. Um, but we are right now expanding uh, our like marketing and social reach and stuff like that. So uh, we'll find us like, you know, on the bigger scale, really soon. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling because it seems like your team is a little bit younger than other publishers within comic books. Um, some of the other publishers have some folks that are my age running the the companies. <laughs> You're one of the few that actually have a TikTok. You should know that, <laughs> Just, which I think oh, is. Wow. Which is crazy to me to think that you have these publishers that have been, obviously the big two have TikTok, but um, I I just think it's crazy not to, because if you want to reach that next generation of, I think, comic book fans, you got to be on platforms like that. So um, you guys are killing it on uh, 
all of social media as well. And then obviously that people could follow you too, right? At, at Kevin uh, Rotatelli. Um, yep. I don't know if you do anything separate from what you do on Massive or different content or what's going on there. Uh, Kevin Rotatelli, I, I obviously share a lot of like Massive stuff, but it's mixed it with uh, my own books, my own stuff as well, you know? So, yeah, so it's yeah. more, it's, it's personal, but at the same time, obviously there is a lot of like cross content <laughs> just yeah. because like, that's what I do. I, 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 I I work with, uh, you know, um, release the massive book. So <laughs> that's what you're going to find on my side as well. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Kevin, man, I want to be super respectful. I know it's what, almost 11 o'clock, 1130. Uh, yeah, 11 right now. Yeah. But uh, I'm having a blast. So I did not see the time like running. Uh, out, so. Man, I, I appreciate you so much, man. I know yesterday we got to talk while you were at the airport and that was a lot <laughs> of fun, man. But uh um, I can't thank you uh, enough for coming on. I hope we could do this again, Kevin. I, I truly am a big fan of everything that um, you three are doing over at Mastiff. Um, just really high quality um, comic books, um, which I love. The print quality is amazing. Um, the the creators that you're working with are incredible. So keep up the great work, man. You have a fan uh, for life. And uh, thank you to all the, the folks that joined us today and asked questions. I really appreciate it. Um, but uh, we want to be super respectful, Mr. Kevin. Um, unless there's anything else that uh, you wanted to get off your chest, man, we'll we'll let you get a, a good night's sleep. <laughs> I'm sure you got some work to do in the morning. <laughs> well, th- thank you so much, man, uh, for for everything you said. is uh, It's really important for our, as, as someone like creating books and releasing books, you know, like having comments like that just make me want to make more and continue. Like that's you're going to be my motivation for tomorrow. So <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but no, yeah, you can find massive and uh, massive publishing on every platform except X. Uh, they don't they don't want long names. So it's massive publish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated uh, like on social media. We like I said, we have like some. I believe big stuff coming. So I'm super excited to announce it as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. And then everyone just be on the lookout at your LCS, right? We have, um, what's it called again? Crash. Uh, Crash down this Wednesday. Crash uh, down this Wednesday, right? We have Washington Blood in March. And then right yeah. after that, we have Popeye, right? And those are the Popeye three in we May. talk about, right? Yeah, in uh, Quested Season 2, Quested is coming back. Oh, Quested is our, uh, our really fun uh, action-adventure fantasy comics. Uh, you should jump on that. That one's by Michael Calero, my co-publisher and partner at the business. So, so in, he's killing it with his team. I love it, man. I love it. Well, Kevin, thanks, man. Good night. Have fun in uh, France. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you, everyone in the chat. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you.